2: Okay, City Limits, it's um, it's the uh, second uh, Wednesday of the month, that's our energy day, and today our energy <laughs> is going to be thrust into uh, extracting money out of people, it's radiathon, but don't turn off, because in fact we're going to interview people as it's well. It's going to so be so. amazing, oh, yeah.
3: I got out of my sick sickbed right. to get here today, <laughs> to, to experience this wonderful event. <laughs> well that
2: was me, Kim, I'm Kim at Healy, and Unfortunately, Eugenia today had a, had a work arrangement, but I think being Radiothon Day, we were a bit, aren't uh, we, a, uh, a little bit... suspicious, perhaps? Yeah, a little mm. bit suspicious, yeah, just <laughs> slightly. But no, she claimed it was feeding and we'll see what happens. Anyway, you're I not coming it. next week. You've you, you missed times mm-hmm. your weeks off, really, haven't you?
3: Yeah, I should have thought about that and, yeah. and gotten Radiothon off. I'm glad of. you didn't. No, um, I wouldn't miss this for the world. No, right. <laughs> I have no idea what's about to happen, and I think it's going to be interesting. Well, we'll see. I'm mm. going to
2: pour some tea to start off with. Do you want a cup of tea? Yes, please. Okay. Me that you told me you had a mug. I brought my own mug. Right. Oh wow, this is my so favourite. Oh.
3: it's orange and really yeah. pleasing. Looks I dropped it. Oh, what a pity! <laughs> <laughs> it looked good too.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, now on today's show, in fact, very shortly, we're going to talk. We're going to talk to four of our regulars, basically. Um, and what we're going to do? We'll interview them about the subjects they talk about for a brief period, and then we'll uh, get them to tell us how wonderful 3CR is, uh-huh. and then get then turn them up at the upside. Down, shake them up, and drag money out of them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the plan for today. All right. We've already got a fair few donations placed in front of me, actually. and um, That's
3: so wonderful.
2: Yes, and, um, and some wonderful people whom we um, know. Terry Bosley's one of them. He's given us 30. Um, Thank he's already rung in. So, Terry. Uh, excellent, he sent us some stuff before Christmas Which is very good, Terry. and thanks for that Juliet mm. Foxham I just ran into outside there In fact, she's given us $10 um, mm. David has 60 He's from Werribee, David I don't know David, but he's obviously a listener And thank you, David, for $60 is wonderful mm. um, And we'll read on with those But I'll tell you who the guests are going to be anyway Very yeah. shortly, we're going to talk to Paddy Moriarty Professor Moriarty out at Monash Great um, And uh, in fact, yesterday I asked him Because um, over 30 years ago now because 85 is when I got off Fitzroy Council and we had a group called the Melbourne Transport Study Group mm-hmm. that used to meet Sunday mornings at Fitzroy Town Hall when I had a key <laughs> and, it, and even, and even well, after they took that key off you <laughs> and, no no they didn't no, no, but even after I got off Council we kept meeting until we went up one day and they changed the lock so <laughs> <Even better. laughs> that was the end of the Melbourne Transport Study Group <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. anyway we had that group and I, I've asked him to, to sort of reflect over all those years about whether there have been real advances in transport in that time and oh. uh, so we'll, he'll give us his reflections on that
3: that would be interesting mm.
2: Um, then we're going to talk also on transport, I guess, to John McPherson, our regular guru, who was in last week, our transport uh, mm. former Vice President of the Public Transport Users Association. Mm. And after, um, after 9.30, we're going to talk to Shane McGrath from the Housing with the Aged Action Group about some great. of the housing issues. Good. And wind up uh, in the last bit of the show with um, Helen Vandenberg, another regular who's a great activist, as everyone knows, out in mm. the northwestern suburbs, and she's going to talk to us about, about I think, water quality she wants to talk about today out there and those things, and then extract money out of them as well. Mm. So we might, in fact, get Patty on the line. I'll I'll just read a couple of other of these people who have given us money, because Jack Howard Young bloke, um, he, he in fact came in contact with this program through Doug Jordan. They met on a polling booth of all places. And, wow. And he's an interesting young man, um, really interested in politics. I think he's still working now. He's working for a union these days. Um, but he's given us $160. Wow. Yeah. He lives down at Brighton. $160 from Jack. And I, I made a point on Saturday night where I was chairing a function. That if your name's Jack Howard, you certainly would make sure you're called Jack, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> just even though he's so very like, young, you wouldn't want any mistake, mm-hmm. would you? You'd <clears> also <throat> just put after
3: your name if you're ever emailing someone or something, you just say, Jack Howard, no relation. <laughs> that's just, right. just to be clear. <laughs> exactly. So
2: that's Jack, and, and Jeff Martin has given us $20. Jeff's from Pasco- Ascot Bowen. I think Jeff gives to a number of programs, but he's a. Uh, He's a one. He's very active in health. I have actually met Jeff many years ago when mm. I was working for the anti-smoking lobby, and uh, oh great! And Jeff was well, Jeff's very much into health issues, and I met him through that. And Pia Morrow from um, Pia Morrow from um, well, this station, among other things, but he's also done the uh, hip, Hepatitis B program for oh, a number wow. of years yeah, uh, cool. on this program. But, yeah, Fifty dollars. Yeah, Pia. Mm. Uh, Fifty dollars from Pierre. He was, I think, he was chair of the board here at one stage. Pierre, I'm Ooh. not sure. but he, and he still, of course, does the, uh, the 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 Saturday morning program on Age of Worker Links program. At,
3: that's probably uh, where I've heard the uh, name. May well be. Mm. You know, with,
2: with yeah. So that's that. And um, look, we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll get uh, Paddy Moriarty on the line and have a yarn about what's happening to transport in Melbourne.
1: Pledge now, pay
4: later.
1: 3CR Radiothon, Fight for Your Mic, June 4th to the 17th. Did you know that you can pledge your support to 3CR Radiothon now and pay up later? Call the station during business hours on 9419 8377 and tell us what you'd like to donate and then pay your donation later. 3CR, Fight for Your Mic.
5: Radiothon is a time for raising money, but it's also a time when we get to hear back from our listeners about how you feel about the station. We'd love to hear from you during Radiothon, so ring up, donate, and have a chat. Our number is nine four one nine eight three seven
2: seven. Okay, on the line, Paddy Moriarty out at Monash. Um, I notice in in. When you picked up the phone, um, Meg called you Professor Moriarty, Paddy. That's, you know, that's yeah. Paddy. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, we haven't met, so I had to,
3: you know, be polite. <laughs>
2: um, well, I mentioned at the opening of the show, Patty, that um, we had a group, and i pointed out as Baby 30 years ago now, because I was off council in 85. Um, but we had a group that used to meet called the Melbourne Transport Study Group looking at all sorts of ways to improve transport in the city. And uh, I asked her yesterday to reflect on that and whether these 30 or so years later you feel there's been any real advances or what you feel has happened in that time.
0: (coughs) Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure our (coughs) actions... Sorry, got a cold. I'm sure our actions did help, but I think external circumstances also (coughs) uh, changed things in our favour. (coughs) Several things happened. First of all, Melbourne's population started to increase at an alarming rate, Mm. uh, which meant other things being equal, that more people would be using public transport. But, of course, at the same time, (coughs) more people were using the roads. Now, in the inner and middle areas, there's very little scope for building more roads, so more people wanting to use cars means more traffic congestion, which meant, which probably helped public transport. It probably did push a few people onto public transport. The third factor was that um, because... uh, uh, most of our migrants came from Asia, they were more u- used to using public transport than cars so in other words a higher percentage of our new population used public transport and those factors all increased public transport share a bit mm. uh, uh, and, and of course in absolute numbers even more so mm.
2: yeah. And, well, yeah absolutely and uh, what's this mean though because we've got you know, there's articles in the papers all the time now about congestion on the roads and congestion on public transport so I guess what we were talking about all those years ago, we still need more of.
0: Public transport? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, my line, um, the Murrumbita Sky Rail is being opened on Monday. I'll be there for the first day of history being made. Um, so I'll take the... Uh, train in, see what it's like, they've pulled up as I say, they've pulled up the old railway lines on the ground so they'd better have got it right or else <laughs> we are in deep trouble right? Yeah.
2: Well, just on that, you told me a lovely little, little story yesterday, a little bird told me, you happened to be oh, called yeah, Paddy yeah. Moriarty, about uh, one of the workers, they all have their, their place in this world obviously One of the it? workers
0: on my um, <laughs> uh, on one of the gates, and there's thousands of gates and there's thousands of people checking trucks in and out of the gates and I I wonder to know whether, because everything's blocked off with shade cloth and walls and everything else I wanted to know whether the new station whether the passengers were going to load from either side of the uh, rail lines as they do at present or whether there was going to be an island platform and they'd load on from there And I asked this guy, and he said, oh, way above my pay scale. (laughs) So uh, it's pretty compartmentalised. So given it's up in the
2: air now, is your pay scale, (laughs) you depend on where you are in the structure up to the top. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (coughs) The other thing that's
0: happened, of course, is that um, 30 years ago, we still had a car industry, and now, of course, it's uh, it's in terminal decline, Mm. and that lobby is no longer there. And... um, well, the name of the game has changed from cars and servicing them and so on to, uh, to development. And even the country road or the, uh, what do you call it? The
2: Vic roads these days. Vic
0: roads, yeah. even they agree that public transport is needed. Melbourne can't function any longer without public transport. So it's now a bipartisan issue. Mm. And they both competing with each other to um, extend train lines and so on. So uh, in that sense, we've won, I think.
3: Mm. That's a positive mm. message.
0: Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a shock for
3: <laughs> it's a bit out of character for City yeah, Limits. Right,
2: yeah. This program doesn't doesn't want positive news, Paddy. Just... <laughs> Stop letting the side down, please. Oh,
3: that's really good to hear. But I guess that um, the money is sort of in um, toll roads in a way, isn't it? Like, would that be
4: right?
0: Well, they're still building toll roads, yeah. And, uh, and well, you know in the outer area, but the thing mm. is that they can't really do much more in the inner and middle areas, right? Right. Um, yeah. as somebody said uh, by land they ain't making it anymore, and that's certainly true in the inner and middle areas, right? Mm. Um, there's very little as to what they can do. For yep. instance, even this new Marambina Sky Rail, <coughs> I, I realise that the level crossing in Marambina, which is now removed and the cars are going under, even if we haven't started going over, yeah. there are traffic lights on either side of the of the now free Uh, uh, level crossing, so cars can go a total of Mm. 20 metres uh, unhindered before they hit another traffic plot. Yeah, that,
2: I noticed that, Paddy. Uh, that struck me when I was visiting someone in Bentley recently, where they've done this. You know, they've put the station underground there, yep, yep. which isn't isn't nearly, isn't nearly as good. But where the crossing was, they put lights there as well, and I thought there's not, not a great advantage here, really, is there? Yeah,
0: except yeah. that, well, I guess, the, and the trains would have been more frequent. I mean, there's now a <coughs> on Murray line, there's a ten-minute service either way, and there's also um, the country trains and the freight trains, right? Mm.
4: So
0: there. And obviously uh, the the, uh, level crossing has to change regardless of which way the trains are going. So every few minutes there was a a rail closure, right? So uh, I guess there's some small advantage. But in the context of an increasing population, an increasing car population, it's not going to um, improve things for long, I don't think.
3: It was interesting what you said before about the the, the car industry basically not existing in Australia anymore meant that the... The the car industry wasn't lobbying government anymore. Is that totally, has it totally gone as a lobby group? Is
0: it? I'm I'm not sure. I haven't checked for a while. But, um, I mean, I I think, well, even, as I say, even the Roads Corporation now support public transport. Yeah. They realise they have to have it. So, in that sense, there's been a big shift in the attitudes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. As Kevin Healy will tell you, in 1981 or something, they tried to close five rail lines in Melbourne.
2: Wow. Uh, The Loney Report.
0: Yeah, the loading report. Uh, fortunately, you you did the unions defeated that. And uh, you remember Kevin when we went along to that? Uh, me and um, uh, who's the who's the green senator? Remember we we, we gave a, a talk to the Institution of Engineers uh, at yes, that's right, yeah. that's right, yes. And yes. I, asked some, uh, I asked the public transport official there. You know, I said uh, the, the professionals wanted to close, and the amateurs wanted to keep it <laughs> And He said, "Yeah, we're very glad you won." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> which, which
3: lines did they want to close?
0: Pretty well, all of them. Okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well the five lines would have just been a start because it's a system, and once you can once you can't get to as many places in Melbourne, there yeah. would have been pressures to close more. Yes. The one that was saved was the Yellow Main Line, which had about three people on it, but, but it's in, uh, it goes through the city of Camberwell, and the Liberals weren't prepared to touch that. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> no, it became a spur line instead. It, in it? fact, it's the only one, I don't know if it's changed, but it used to have three carriages uh, until very recently, whereas we've abandoned them on the rest of the service, and well, now they're full six car well, consist.
2: Well, of course, for people who don't know, most, most people would know, but it's a spur line from Camberwell these days, and uh, yeah. Yep. So there you are. Paddy, but that's okay. we better go because we've got three more interviews to get through. But really, yeah. the real reason for getting you on is to tell us how wonderful 3CR is and more particularly to extract money out of your kick. <laughs>
0: yep. Okay. <laughs> well, I should kick it $150 for this ah, worthwhile okay. Wow. okay. Thank you, Paddy. Bye
2: then. Right. Thanks, Paddy. Um, Paddy Moriarty there, who's one of our regular irregulars or irregular regulars, whatever we're going to call them. Um, and... Um, We've had a couple of more donations here. Tishin, who's Tishan Ahern, obviously, who's one of the people who presents the um, Earth Matters program on Sundays, has given us $50. Thank you, Tishin. He, in fact, a wonderful young man.
3: Yes, he trained me. One of the people that trained me. Right, yes.
2: There's there's a coincidence. a woman lives behind me who's... um, who I was, we were union colleagues many, many years ago, and we, op- we just meet in this, and we, sh- we have, she's quite old now, but we have lots of discussions about politics. That's nice. there's a connection because uh, Titian. Came along to 3CR and then I discovered that her son now lives with Tishan's mother. Oh. Uh, they're funny? partners oh. in that wonderful commons um, development up in next to yeah. next to Anstey Station. Oh, great. So there you are, we'll and Tishan's given us. There. That's right, there's yeah. a message from Tishan, thanks for having breakfast with me every morning. So, um, oh. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> 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 you didn't know that you did that, Kevin. No, I. think he means the show, right? I hadn't yeah. noticed that, but anyway, that's alright um, And Ken Mooney, who uh, was an old um, mate of ours, he's from Sunshine. He's given us 20, but he gives he gives to lots of programs. So you know, he uh-huh. gives. No, it's not just 20 he's giving. He's giving no, lots more, but he's given that's what us I'll be this. Like. Yeah, so um, I've morning. got
3: one here, um, but I can't quite tell what the name is. Our pillar. And it's a twenty dollar donation and the message says Love your show, long time listener, first time donator. Oh
2: good. Welcome. Good. Okay, thank, thank you. you. For anyone else out there who loves the show and has never given before Yeah, this come is a moment. That's right, there's yeah. the there's the code. That's all. In fact, I'll give you these. Um, I got down to Pierre Morrow. We may as well share this around. The last th- four names there if you could yeah, put okay. them down. Okay. Yeah.
3: And yeah. tell now?
2: Yeah, okay. well I might as well do it now. Pierre Wait, hang on. Doctor, there. It's four, four from the bottom.
3: I can't read. <laughs> what? What? But I can't. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Uh, Marcus Peck. Um, twenty dollars from Marcus Peck. Oh, Do you know who on. that yes, is? Marcus. Yes. Yeah. Do you know all these people, Kevin? Um,
2: not. I Marcus Peck. I don't know that I. No, the name right. sort of rings a bell though, so I hope I'm not insulting by saying I'm not sure <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. I'll stop asking if you know everybody. Mm. Sue Penicic.
2: Sue Penicue, it's pronounced. She, Sue's a Greens Upper House member in Victoria here. Brilliant. For that area around Brighton Way, actually.
3: I'm sure this is a non partisan donation though, right? Yeah, just yep. Sue giving it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, $200, which is so generous. Thank you, Thank Sue. You. It's my word. Another Sue, but Susan. Susan Sharb? Twenty-five dollar donation yeah. from Susan Sharp, which yeah. is really lovely, and Mr. Richard Tate. Mr.
2: Tate, yes. yeah, and he had a he gave a speech last uh, Saturday. Uh, oh, that was Richard. Shoot. That's Richard Richard Tate, <laughs> who I met the other week. Yes, that's well, I met, right. I met yes. another
3: uh, listener to the show that week as well, mm-hmm. called Rick. That oh yes, lovely. yes Rick, yes yeah. Rick. Uh,
2: I'm sure we'll, get, we'll end up getting a nation, with Rick, if we don't, he'll hear about it. So yeah, <laughs> we'll carry a carrier pigeon. And <laughs> before we go to our out. next guest, I just want we might as well do our usual Herald Sun thing. Oh, they've got they're running these pull page ads at the moment, promoting themselves about how they they, they love us all and they love Melbourne, etc.
3: We should have done that for our
2: that's right radiothon. And there's one yesterday with their I presume he's their, yes their Oh, their senior crime reporter, Keith Moore, good to see his photo. Uh, We're for the fight to keep Victorians safe. Harold's son, we're for you. And I thought, well, the best way to keep us safe would be to stop publishing (laughs) and keep us safe from the crap we have to read. Yeah,
3: keep us safe from these kind of like narrow-minded racist ideas about what crime is. Here's the
2: other one along those lines. I thought this was interesting. Melania Trump, she disappear because she had some um, surgery I think or something and she's been out of action but mm-hmm. then you always get the feeling you wonder what goes on between the two don't you yeah. um, there was a film some years ago about American president um, where the president they'd all, he and his wife would wave and look so happy as soon as they got inside the doors of the White House they'd go separate mm. ways one would go left, one would go right yeah. um, Melania Trump has attended an annual gala benefiting the Washington Theatre where Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. And I'm just thinking, I wonder if she's had any ideas about taking Donald <laughs> there for a night out. <laughs> that was my thought on no, that, right, that's okay. all. No Let's take another me. break and we'll yeah. get John McPherson and get some sense back into this. The other thing they've done, of course, is to increase all of the surveillance controls over us. Everyone with a mobile phone is a field agent for the National
0: Security Agency. They know where you are, they know what you're doing, they know who you're meeting, they know what you're saying, what you're planning to do. What we face is this increased power of the state using all these new technologies.
1: Use the power of community radio to fight for social justice and social change. How? Support us so that we can continue to give voice to those fighting for a fairer and more equitable society. Fight for your mic. Call 9419 8377 or go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. 3CR. Fight for your mic.
2: Okay, on the line, our regular guru, transport guru, John McPherson. Um, John, um, you're primarily on to tell us today how wonderful 3CR is and give us money, but um, we just spoke to Paddy Moriarty, and um, he was being fairly positive, a nasty thing on this program, about transport. He feels there's but the increases in in public transport, and there's so much less room now to really put new roads in inner areas that, that uh, he was being fairly positive about the future right. of public transport. So. Well, yeah, well, he's
4: um, on yeah, well, he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got a very good point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Are you going to be positive as well today?
4: I quite like this
2: new situation. <laughs> well, Being optimistic. Know. This isn't where
4: we're supposed to go. <laughs> well, well, you know, it things like, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the horrible old East West ro- Road Link. You know, that, that, that's still, still not, not. Um, you know, nobody can make that really work. You know, it doesn't work financially. And um, one of its problems is, of course, that it's, um, you know, chewing up Royal Park and all sorts of things like that. Mm. So, you know, so you do, you do come, come around to saying, well, if you've got a really big city that's getting bigger and bigger and you want to get people around, particularly people coming into the centre of the big city, it's going to be public transport that's going to get them there. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. And uh, yeah. even perhaps, you know, even perhaps our, our um, you know, Victorian governments are starting to realise that.
2: Yeah, well, may may have. So, there's going to be a few announcements, obviously, closer to the election as well. And the mm. Paddy was saying that next Monday, I think he said, they're opening the Murrumbina Overfly, you know, the new Starry, station there, yes, which he's going to go Starry. to, his historic yeah. moment, as he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think um, I think people along there are realising, despite the Herald Sun's campaign against it, that, in fact, it's a great positive to have the thing up in the air there, isn't it? Well,
4: it, it, it's... Um, Quite, quiet you know the the criticism of of the sky rail seems to have gone fairly quiet. the sections of that have opened there hasn't been any great great screaming and howling <laughs> <It's>
3: weirdly <laughs> yes yeah. mm.
4: and um you know it, it does seem that um that, that, that they, the benefits could could be there the um you know the open space um, you know the ability to make quite nice sort of plaza areas underneath the Sky Rail at the stations, the ability to bring feeder buses right in close to the mm. to the station, all those sort of things is, you know, can be can be really good. Mm. Um, and so, so <laughs> you know, um, maybe the government's on a winner there too.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it may well be. Do you get to see something?
3: Oh no, just when you said before about um, Royal Park, and mm. um, I guess you know that's the risk area is that there's no more, you know land to take except obviously for the parks because melbourne has pretty pretty <coughs> impressive kind of parks and and reserves yeah, areas yeah, well, yeah.
4: Well, well with the you know with the east west thing that you know still mm. the liberals you know seem to think it's you know that it's something they have to build although we know the mm. the uh, cost benefit ratio of that is just absolutely absurd it's you know it's like forty five cents back for every dollar we spend on it
3: wow
4: which is just you know just 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 madness
3: it's great economics isn't yeah it?
4: yeah um, <laughs> and then you and then you have um you know you have it as as they developed the plan for it you know what was this six seven eight years ago um every time they came out with a new a new bit of the plan they'd, they'd taken more they'd taken more um of Royal Park to create the huge interchange. Mm. That's a, you know that's the other problem with with, with roads, particularly in the inner areas, if you have to have big interchanges, mm. in, which they tend to want to have. And of course, the uh, Melbourne uh, the road tunnel, you know, the Melbourne the, the Western Link. Mm. Now, the um, um, you know, what's it called? The Melbourne no, the Melbourne mm. Melbourne West. Not Westgate. It's,
2: it's called Westgate Tunnel, whatever it's Westgate, called. That whatever one it's
4: called. That one. Yeah. That one. We'll, well, look at look at the huge interchanges it's developed over the um, former, you know, railway yards and that sort of area. Mm. Um, and that's that's all. That's all just crazy too. Mm. But that one does seem to be. You know, that one's on the plans of the current government. <clears throat> yeah,
2: thanks to um, of course the the um, Transurban who put up the proposal and yeah. the government just goes along with it. And, uh, yeah,
4: well, it, well, you know, the question being being asked more and more is, well, who's the um, who's the transport authority in Melbourne? And yeah. ask the answer seems to be Transurban.
2: Well, this program began when we formed a group years ago. You might remember John called the Melbourne called the um, the. The People's Committee for yeah, Melbourne, because the Committee for Melbourne had been formed where Ron Walker and other uh-huh. corporate cowboys were taking over planning in the city, yep. and uh, it's happened, this is the similar situation where it's the corporates who determine the mm. infrastructure mm. that suits mm. them.
4: Mm. And, and really, that's the reason why we're still getting big big roads shoved down our throat in in the, in the inner city. Really, is because it suits um, it suits transurban. Mm. Yep. And so you know we're not we're not getting the change in policy really that we need towards you know mostly public transport in the inner city. It's um, it's uh, you know it's still for the financial gain of, of transurban. We're, we're still getting the 1960s. Uh, um,
2: approach. Yeah, I, ha- I had it down for discussion last week. This issue of um, of corporates determining these things, yeah. but we didn't get round to. We might get round to it next month when you're on. As Absolutely. we might also, there was a proposal being thrown up in the last couple of days that the should the tram from the tram connection from the top from Docklands over to the new Fisherman's Bend development, uh-huh. or to go under the Yarra rather than over it.
4: Yeah, well, it's it's pretty difficult either way. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have decent um, clearance, if you want to go over, it's going to be an interesting bridge to get some some clearance for for um, you know even just moderate sized boats going up the river, mm. uh, and and very expensive to go under the river. I would have imagined in a in a in a, in a tram tunnel.
3: Wow. Where yeah. on the river do they? Which part of the yard or do they, they want
4: to do this? Uh, well, they the want to go. They yeah. want to go across from. Do- Docklands, Docklands you know, and, and, and then then put a tram line into the Fisherman's Bend area, which, which is uh, around Port Belbert area. So oh, yeah, and that's right. that's going to need that's going to need um, tram and possibly rail um, uh. as, as well. Is um, this
3: for people working in the area, or is it for tourism? No, something? it's going to
4: be working. Plus, okay. plus they want to develop it for a huge amount of extra uh, residential.
3: Ah, uh, yep. <coughs> No, yeah, I I heard about
4: this.
2: Yeah. 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 All right, John. Now we're going to wind you up there because we're okay. we really only going to get money out of you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got you morning. out of bed for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can so tell we, us. You, you can, can tell, you tell can us how wonderful words. 3CR is. <laughs> yeah. You can hear my voice too. You? <laughs> <laughs> you sound happy to be rung up.
4: the <laughs> weather. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <so> everyone's <laughs> got yep,
2: that yep, cold.
4: Yep. So you want a, you had a cold, cold
2: hard figure, do you? I, well, if you want, I mean,
4: yeah. Well, I thought of you know 150 bucks. Maybe. Oh, look, thank you, John. Thank like you. Go, thank you. Like, uh, well, it might go well for a little program.
2: Well, you've made it at least till July this year. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is how oh, I see. Thank <laughs> you, I feel so grateful. You've brought <laughs> your way in.
4: <laughs>
2: look, seriously, John. Thanks so much okay. for that, though, and uh, thanks okay. for all your time on the program. Right. By the way,
4: I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure it'll go well, and I'm sure. I will thrive for another year. Yes. Thank
2: you, John. Okay, okay. thanks, Jay. Thank okay. <laughs> okay, John McPherson there. And, um, well, that's generous donations coming in here, Meg. It's good, isn't it?
3: Um, I'm so impressed. These yes, people donate yes, their time, yes. and then they come along and donate their money as well. Well,
2: one of them, in fact, and says thanks for the show is April Bragg from the Housing with the Age Action Group, and oh. shortly we're going to go to uh, Shane Shame. McGrath from that group, because oh. uh, April wasn't um, she'd left well, oh, she'd left work by the time I rang yesterday, and I thought, well, what's oh, really? happening to productivity in this country? <laughs> I mean, What's going on? What's going yes. on? People go home from jobs work. Jobs and growth, jobs yes, and growth. Yes, Jesus, yeah. this is terrible. <laughs> and, and her partner Roger Taylor, they've given us um, they've given us a hundred dollars. And thanks so much. Because they've got, and Shane, I pointed out to Shane when I rang him yesterday, when I spoke to him yesterday. He's undercutting his own because they got their own program on this station as well. Oh, um, it's hard so to n- just actually,
3: right. honestly, it's hard to do- know like how to donate to all the shows that I want to donate to on 3CR. You know, there's only a limited amount of money right. in the world. I just want to give it to all of them. So. But there
2: are a lot of people who give money to so many programs. Yeah, you know? I think. And so yeah. you get a, you get a hundred dollars off them here, but they might be giving a hundred to five other programs or something. Yeah, and exactly. But, and of course, uh, it is. It is important because I, I wrote a satirical piece yesterday for Jan Bartlett's program about how um, you know the real news is in the mainstream media, and when, when we cover stuff that isn't there, and that shows we're you know we are wrong.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but
2: um, but it did strike me in writing it that the, say the issue in April and company remind me the issue yeah. say of the the current. Privatisation of public housing going on. Yeah. The only place you're hearing comprehensive coverage of that is on this station. The, the mainstream media yeah. just ignore it, and it's yeah. a it's a major issue in this town. It's a
3: huge, huge issue, yeah. and it's I mean people people are not even really talking about homelessness in the media. Like no. it's sort
2: of other than saying they have got to be moved exactly off the street. Exactly,
3: something has to be done about this issue, this problem, yeah. but like not really looking at the the details of it.
2: No, so it's, uh, that's why Three it's quite seriously we do need this stage yeah. of and to keep going, even though we keep pointing out, you know, we look at the issues and how much we've advanced and it isn't that far over the years, but I guess if we weren't there, they'd be even further back.
3: Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah, all right, look, we'll have another break and um, we'll have a yarn to Shane McGrath.
1: 3CR needs you. Fight for your mic and donate to 3CR's annual radio fund. 3CR Radiothon 2018 Fight for your mic Why not pledge your support now? Just text the word DONATE to 0488 930 855 That's 0488 930 855 3CR Fight for your mic
5: Environment change,
0: wage theft, nuclear sanctions.
1: Climate change,
3: habitat loss and deforestation,
1: disability, street homelessness and rough sleeping, privatisation, the genocide of the Palestinian people, the lack of affordable housing, a lack of public housing in particular, trans people, sovereignty,
0: workers' rights, solidarity.
1: There are so many reasons why you should support
4: 3CR this radiothon. Donate to the station that brings your concerns, your voice and your fight to the airwaves. 3CR, fight for your mic. Donate now. Call or go to
0: 3cr.org.au forward slash donate.
2: Okay, and we've, got a, we've had a donation from Ray from Kensington, one of the famous talkback uh, personalities on this station. He was a talkback personality on... On ABC until they virtually banned him, poor old Ray. Oh my gosh, is it Ray <laughs> Martin? No, I'm just kidding. No, Ray Bennett. Ray Bennett, he's a lovely bloke, and Ray's given us um, $50 up there on the screen, so how wonderful. Thank you, Ray. Ray. And um, we have to get 2350 in this hour, by the way, so. Um, that's, yeah. Yeah. Keep $2,000. coming, that's right. 350 Yep, and there are phone numbers people can ring. I know the main one, 94198377, but there's other ways you can read those out. They're up there on well, the screen. Well, yeah. Aren't they?
3: There's a thing called mobile phones. People, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll explain later. Right. But you can SMS 0488 mm. And we've got Shane mm. on the line.
2: Oh, very good. Okay, um, and we'll take him. Let's take him. Okay, Shane McGrath's on the line from the Housing with AIDS Action Group. We were just commenting, Shane, a moment ago, we just got a $100 um, donation from um, Roger and April, um, so... Um, so, in fact, your program, you've got to raise money for your own program, but, in fact, you're yeah, going I'm to get to, to us as well. So it. there we are. <laughs>
6: We're competing. That's right.
2: You're all out there competing. Um, just I was i was just saying, though, that um, I don't know if you heard before, before we went to a break then, that seriously, the current privatisation of public transport, which is a tragedy going on, the only place you get comprehensive coverage of it at all is on this station. Yeah, I think that's
6: true. I mean... It's been so good to see such like incredible success in public housing activism and organising amongst public housing tenants over the last year or two. Mm. And I think it's true. Your show's really been the, the best place to get that
2: experience. Yeah. Well, there's other programs as well. Was... I know it, it gets the Saturday morning program covers it pretty extensively. So there's a number, but it's, there's a number of yeah. programs here that do cover it, whereas yeah. the mainstream media just it just ignores it.
6: Well, but I, I mean, I think that it's reaching a point where that's not true anymore. I mean, for a long time that was true. But now, you know, it's come to the point where the, the age has come out in the editorial against the privatisation of public housing. Oh, wow. So the- <laughs> the, the organising on the ground and the grassroots radio and, and information like people get from the show.
2: That's yeah.
3: so awesome. That's so good. Yeah
2: yeah any any developments before we hit you for money we do not we'll have to hit you personally for money because you got to give to your own show but uh <laughs> be, be, before um be, before we uh get moved to that stage, anything else happening in housing we ought to know about this week or the next couple of weeks oh,
6: i don't know just just the usual laughter of evictions and uh fast street you know that generally goes on all the time the usual depressing news. Yeah, that's
2: right Oh, that's good Because we've had a couple of positive people You know, people Earlier interviews were fairly positive So we want something to get oh, back to normal You can count on me for some negatives. <laughs> no, that's right No, we, we want them, you know, at this show to go off the rails
3: <laughs> <laughs> going to keep it focused
2: Yeah But um, and a year or so ago you know, We all talked about it at the time There, was, um, there were some problems At the Housing and Aged Action Group To do with the staff and the committee, etc that, that, I presume, has now settled down pretty well, has it?
6: Yeah, Hank's going, going great going. We just um, part through our accreditation process with the Department of Health and Human Services. So awesome. We're trying to keep getting great results for our for our clients and members.
3: Mm. Yeah. Um. How, how long is 30,
6: it... 000... Oh, sorry, go on.
3: Oh, how long... I was just going to say, how long has Housing for the Aged Action Group been running?
6: Oh, uh, I couldn't tell you exactly, but just over 30 years,
2: I Yeah, go speak into people like Edith Radford. Morgan and Molly Hadfield they were yeah, exactly. great activists in it and they of course were make, also made themselves somewhat famous, they were both great activists for older people mm-hmm. but um, uh, during the maritime dispute of course on the Saturday morning when the coppers came and were driven back mid-morning there was a call to rush down to the railway line because there was a train coming through um, and they said no it's alright, a couple of little old ladies are sitting on the track, the train won't go anywhere <laughs> And there were Molly and Edith sitting on the tracks. <laughs>
3: that is awesome.
2: Edith hated being called a little old lady, but it worked yeah. that
3: <laughs> Sometimes you pay it for your advantage. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, um, well, tell us, I know you've got your, you've got your own program here, Shane. Um, tell us when that's on so we, people can donate there as well.
6: Uh, I think it's the 27th, so it's the fourth Wednesday of the month from 6 to 6.30pm. 6 hmm. uh, another great source for information about public housing uh, activism and also more generally about older people's housing
2: yeah. Terrific. And tell, tell us how wonderful you think 3CR is and um, be careful what you say here.
6: <laughs> I mean, I do think it's great. Like I was just saying, you know, for a long time, the only place to get information about public housing privatisation really was 3CR, you know, a couple of independent publications. Um, similarly, last year there was a massive amount of coverage of AVO in particular and retirement villages in general and the problems in that industry. But for, you know, a good 20 years before that, if you wanted information about the problems in retirement villages, you know, I'm not bragging, but but our show was really the only place to go for that. Mm. Um, it's the only it's the only station that's going to present you with that kind of information mm. about the, the lived experience. Whether it's of older people's housing issues um, or whatever the issue is, it's about people on the ground, like what they're experiencing. and you Can't get that information really mm. anywhere else. Mm.
2: Yeah, thanks for that. Are you going to give us any money, or are you uh, going to give it to your own yeah. show and <laughs> Sorry, cheat us?
6: Right. <laughs> They're
2: going to be running a softball, I think, so I'm going to save all my money to, uh, to buy software. Oh, dear, that's the worst thing I wanted to hear this morning. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, so it's good to know. It's, we're back to the pessimist thing. That's great. <laughs> all right, Shane. Look, thanks for your time this morning. It's been great.
6: Thanks for asking oh dear, her. thanks sure. a
2: Thank lot. Thank you, Shane. Jane McGrath there. I, I might tell while we're at it, I might tell this, that number, 94198377, and SMS is 0488930855. Yep. Um, Edith, lovely Edith Morgan story. Um, yeah. She was an old ex-communist, old atheist, and um, she, for years she also was the social worker at Collingwood and uh, Collingwood Council. Oh, right. But uh, the football club. Yeah, in the latter days, she um, unfortunately, she got dementia. Mm. I remember one of the awful sitting in her backyard when she told me, and so she was aware she was going to lose her mind, which is awful to me. I yeah. used to visit her regularly after this show, in fact. Mm. But about a week before she died, ironically, being a, being an old atheist, the Australian Catholic University on the road here, Named the chair of of aged care or aged something aged something the Mm. the Edith Morgan Chair, and so there was a big event to open it and Edith came along from the nursing home she was at um, and um, she was pretty well out of it about a Mm -hmm. week before she died actually, Mm. and the person um, opened the person doing the 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 ceremony was Julie Bishop who was then junior minister for aged care dressed to the nines, Mm. and she made a speech, and we were all off the backs, you know, carrying (laughs) (laughs) The the best part was when they um, they asked Edith's daughter, Pam, to respond on Edith's behalf... And so she gave the history of her mother in the Communist Party and <laughs> fighting this and attacking that and all this sort of stuff. And as, the, as it, we were having a lovely time because as the speech went on, Julie Bishop's face kept getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> and it was quite wonderful. Oh, that's a lovely story. <laughs> yes. So there you
0: are. Uh, um, so it's great
3: to hear about these fantastic, um, you know, determined... People and especially, um, you know, women and older people like b- both groups that are sort of have been in- encouraged to not be seen and not be heard and, um, can you know are at risk of being marginalized and just to keep on getting out there and keep on sort of just speaking out and 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 getting heard wherever you can is, mm. is so great, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, in fact, I think I think it's still there. There's a photo of it upstairs in the upstairs room. Oh, it's nice. I'll go okay, yeah. check it out. Yeah I, was,
3: yeah. I thought I'll always have an image of her sitting on the train tracks, so <laughs> just getting in the way yeah, of the train. Right. <laughs> yeah, the two little ladies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. Um, look, we'll again, we'll take a break. We'll get Helen Vandenberg on the line, and um, I'm sure that will take us through till 10 o'clock. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah see, why, see if Helen's feeling chatty. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not about our ownership of the land, it's about how we feel and
5: how we want to live in this life.
0: And it's been
5: a
1: fight all my life, the fight for my life and my people in this country we did live on in concentration camps. Our people lived in concentration camps on the reserves, and um, they died there. And what we're after is sovereignty and togetherness. Just acknowledge who we are, and it's our country. 3CR Radiocom 2018. Fight for your mic. Call 9419 or go to 3cr.org.au. 3CR needs you. Fight for your mic and donate to 3CR's annual Radiothon. 3CR Radiothon 2018 Fight for your mic. Why not pledge your support now? Just text the word donate to 0488 930 855. That's 0488 930 855. 3CR, fight for your mic.
2: the line, Helen Vandenberg. I'm sure you enjoyed that music in your ear there, Helen, did you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Right. Helen Vandenberg, of course, uh, prominent, well-known activist, in fact, out in the western suburbs, um, the northwestern suburbs of Melbourne. And Helen, I'll let you talk about what you want to, because we talked about a number of things yesterday, and some you said we'll save for a a couple of weeks' time or whatever to have a full-scale interview about, but Anything happening you want to talk about this morning?
5: Well, um, yeah, we had a bereavement in our group. Um, Oh, yes. One of our very wonderful, generous people died as a consequence of an accident, we think.
0: Mm.
5: Um, And we're kind of all a bit stunned at the moment. Um, So, um, yeah, um, there's still a lot of... um, John was just a, a wonderful person in mm. every regard and not only
4: he yeah,
2: name. wonderful yeah.
5: to us but um, he was also wonderful within the Greek community, within the Labor Party he stood for principles and was vocal on issues that were important um, at one stage he was manager of a, um, a migrant resource centre in St Albans and he did wonderful work there, There's, Just no one who can speak about him but anything else than a wonderful gentleman. Mm. And what was
2: his name again, John?
5: John Patsy Cassadoro.
2: That's right, yeah.
5: And uh, when his wife was mayor of Hume twice, Mm. he just replaced, he used to introduce himself as the lady mayoress. He always had a wicked glint in his eye and he was a very astute person. Mm. But so such a man of principle and generosity, it's a huge loss and...
2: Yeah, how old was he about?
5: Sixty six.
2: Oh and yeah. He
5: was yeah. so proud of his three sons, all of whom graduated from university, and mm. he yeah. just he just stood by everybody. He knew what um, solidarity was.
2: Yeah, and I guess the best tribute now is to keep the campaigns running and, uh, and get oh, things yeah. done. <laughs> He'll come back and haunt us if we give up. <laughs> there's, not, there's not much knowing you. There's not much chance of that. In fact, whenever you ring the, the thing of this Meg, whenever you ring um, Helen and Yoss's number, mm. it's always uh, you've rung about. There's about ten organisations listening to you know who you've rung and which one you want to talk to. <laughs> yeah, well,
5: we've we've limited to two, even though we're involved in more than that. Um, we currently we've got. <laughs> way, wants to. Oh, They're committed to one more consultative meeting. With this them. is
2: the toxic waste dump yeah. at Tullamarine. yeah.
5: Oh well, that that created for um, uproar. But anyhow, mm. we'll deal with that. Um, we, so that that's just an ongoing saga. We've um, continued with. Well, we um, there's a new issue out at Melbourne Airport on PFAS pollution. Um, that's not the only thing they do out there, but anyhow...
3: What does that mean?
5: Um, oh, it's a very toxic chemical that comes as a consequence of the historic firefighting practiced on the area. I mean, if it wasn't uh, bad enough for the residents to be living opposite an airport with a toxic dump, they uh, had firefighting there with toxic chemicals as well. Uh, and that's, been, that's clearly got into the surface waters and I would suspect into the ground waters as well. Uh, So that's just, you know, add more to the pollution of the groundwater around there. I mean, this is an area that's been forsaken by all authorities. Mm. Um, So, and poor Mooney Ponds Creek and Arundel Creek get the runoff from the runways with all the toxic chemicals there, the heavy metals. So Melbourne Airport doesn't fulfill its duty. I mean, years ago we tried to find out what was going on, and Yoss walked out of the consultation meetings in those days because um, they uh, just gave When they couldn't meet the stormwater standards, they just wrote to the environmental officer and said, oh, can I have a licence to exceed the limits for six months? And they just did that, and after they'd done that for two years, just walked out and discussed. Mm. And um, they have a culture of secrecy. So, um, you know, I mean, the fact that they found PFOS, they've got 800 soil samples. And they haven't even come anywhere near the waterway groups. So we had to demand a meeting, but anyhow, that's going to happen. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, there's positive things happening on the Rivers of the West campaign because our creeks on the west have the same geology, hydrology and morphology. So there's not much sense in looking at us as separate entities. There's a particular location for us. Uh, you know, we've got half the rainfall of the Yarra. We depend upon groundwater in the summer mm-hmm. um, with all the impervious surfaces that are going up now because of the population explosion. We're getting less soil, in, less rain infiltration, therefore our soils are drying out, the creeks are drying up. So if we don't change the way we're operating, there won't mm-hmm. be any creeks in the future. Mm-hmm. But we've been having positive chats with the state government about all of that, and um, we hope there will be a positive outcome um, We've certainly been given a good hearing, and Bruce Lindsay from Dr. Bruce Lindsay from Environmental Justice Australia is a wonderful leader. Mm. Um, He's really got his head around what the potential for law reform could look like. So, we're Mm. very indebted to him for his um, generosity and hard work.
2: On the good old um, EPA, by the way, um, (laughs) the um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you're probably aware of it, but at the Vcos hearing last week into that. into that land at Faulkner, that polluted land up there, um, the developer, in fact, attached the EPA's report to the developer's submission to um, to VCAT, and um, and, the, and the EPA supported the developer all the way against the council and those complaining about the pollution. So that was interesting.
5: But it's not unusual. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So they're, they're, aren't they supposed to protect rather than
0: pollute?
5: Well, it depends if you think they're re- what their purpose is. Yeah, it depends right. if you think they're in a protection agency or a pollution authority.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. The P certainly stands for something.
5: Well, you've still got hopes that things will change. They've now got a new science uh, chief scientist. Um, we met the um, people in that team recently, and uh, it gave us a little bit of heart because there was an ecology uh, a water ecologist, a toxicologist and a health person there. So mm. we sort of thought, well, but what what impact the team will have on the people who do the enforcement and licensing is the question. There's no doubt that the team, the chief scientist got around her, is good. Whether or not they'll have the impact that they should have remains to be seen because they haven't been there long enough, I mean... Some of them have been there four months and some have been there just a year. Mm. So um, wait to see what kind of an impact that's going to have. You would hope it would lift the. Um, you, there's, there's a real disconnect, I find, between parts of the EPA. You, you meet the scientists and you think, well, there's hope. And then, then you talk mm. to the people who are giving out licenses for landhills and you think, oh my gosh, which mm. century are they? And they're still in the last century. And then you find out someone who deals with contaminated land is um, very dismissive of of what the actual toxicology implies to human health and groundwater, and you know they don't seem to take into consideration groundwater. And yet that's a future generation's drinking water mm. or yeah. swimming water. Whichever way you look at it, it's not our right to pollute that into the future mm. indefinitely. And some of these, and and these chemicals are bioaccumulators. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't play with that stuff. But you know, you you, you just got to wonder about what credentials some of the people in the EPA have got when they make those decisions, yeah. and how contradictory it is if you look at the science of it.
2: There's obviously so, heaps to talk about in an interview in a few weeks, then Helen, because we're just skimming the surface at the moment, obviously. But um, there's plenty there to talk about.
5: Mm. Yeah, well, and, and we're still planting down at Lily Street at our um, <laughs> right. at our um, cultural heritage site there where we awesome. had a festival in, earlier in the year. And, I mean, <laughs> Friends of Steel Creek has very little money. T- Triple T DAG has slightly more. Mm. And uh, we get grants, which is what, you know, and if we weren't getting grants, we wouldn't be doing anything. So, mm. um, But there is a need for governments to look to... Um, properly funding Parks Victoria, who have the responsibility for the parks so that they can actually carry out the works that are needed. I mean, the community enjoys getting involved and you wouldn't want to disconnect that, but there is still an obligation when you see the amount of rabbits down at Brimbank Park Uh, and the weed-infested areas. And then you look at Vic Roads, roadside verges that are weed-infested and you think the authorities are not they're not fulfilling their obligation to care for the land. Mm. And then you've got um, Vic Roads that doesn't have a single litter trap on any freeway in Victoria. I mean, that's Mm.
2: just... Yeah. They're, they boast of being the second biggest uh, tree planter in the state or something Well which is after very the good, number aren't. of trees they cut down that's, out, that's right. a <laughs> uh, Having you destroyed, Iraq, you? Having so destroyed do you replace, creek valleys all over Melbourne yeah. yeah but
0: how
5: do you replace those old trees that they cut down I yeah. mean yeah. it takes over 100 years to get your hollows back mm. They better get out there but they're also the biggest <laughs> weed infested areas I've ever seen
3: Where where is this land down at Lilydale? Down at
5: Lily Street. Lily Street. West Essendon. Yeah, it's on the confluence of Steel Creek and the Maribyrnong River. It's a beautiful area. You've got Mm. a beautiful look out there. I mean, some people like to look to the city. I like to look the other way. Um, (laughs) And um, it's missing, you know, it, 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 it hasn't got the wood. I mean,. Normally, an area like that, you'd be planting 10% tree cover. Well, we're Mm -hmm. going for more than that for the simple reason. There's so many. There's such a a weed seed bank
1: there. Uh The
5: only thing, one of our strategies is you couldn't kill it off even if you used, by the time you used enough herbicide or pest. It, by the time you sprayed it enough to kill the weeds, yep. you would kill the soil. Yep. So what we've adopted is a, create a low canopy of shade with um, quick-growing plants, yep. giving the taller ones time to come through that. Eventually it will have a better structure, but at the moment we're doing massive overplanting to create a canopy of shade close to the ground so that the weeds are denied the light and the warmth to generate. Mm. And... Um, We'll just try and outcompete them that way with a bit
3: of spraying. That's great. We're going
2: to wind up now, Helen. Well, it's 9.57, but look, thanks. Oh, l- yes. Before we go, though, we're having your, you can tell us how wonderful 3CR is, and then we're going to well, tip you upside I... down and take money out of your pocket.
5: <laughs> well, um, we'll start with 50 and then I'll talk to the committee because we haven't had a meeting. And so that, that's 50 from Yosson High. Yep, and then I'll get back to you with a donation from triple t dag but i can't authorize and i've got to get permission <laughs> <laughs> all right but look thanks very much for that thank helen That's you, helen. wonderful thank and you.
2: thanks for all your time you give us on this station over well, the year as well but yeah
5: but yeah. i want to say thank you to 3cr because the issues that you cover are not covered by any other media the local media doesn't even report our planting days anymore mm. let alone the other things they get up to and unless there's a big spill, you can't get a pollution issue into the
4: newspaper. Mm. Mm. So yeah.
5: thank you, 3CR, for being the real voice of democracy.
2: Okay, look, thanks, Helen. Thanks for saying that, and thanks for doing it all. Well, I mean it. it okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> thank it's you, okay, thank so We've got you to bye. go, and I've saved this one till last, um, actually. Um, but we've had an anonymous donation, and it's a mm-hmm. person who, who's given it for the last several years, in fact, has anonymously donated to this program, but mm-hmm. it's $500 we've wow. got Wow. Yeah, so that's going to help a lot toward But nonetheless, we still need money because we've got to get 2350 Okay. And if we get more, we're, we're happy to take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the number is 94198377. Or yeah. else SMS 0488930855. And for, for, to be accepted, ordinations have to have city limits written on them. Um, that's important. Yes. Or, tell, ordinations or, for every program. It doesn't matter what yeah. program it is. <laughs> <laughs> unless, program. It, unless it says city limits, it won't be accepted. <laughs> okay,
3: good to know. <laughs> all righty. Okay,
2: Meg, thanks for your time again.
3: Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for all of your efforts over many, many years. So thanks, listeners, as well.
1: The Indigenous Social Justice Association, Melbourne, is continuing its Stop Failing Our Kids campaign until this year's Victorian state election. We're asking people to sign an online petition and to send postcards to Premier Daniel Andrews, calling for his government to abandon plans to build a $288 million youth prison at Cherry Creek. We want that money directed to culturally appropriate programs to address the underpinning issues rather than incarcerating children. For more information and to sign the petition, visit Istra Melbourne's Facebook page. Postcards are available at 3CR and locations listed at istramelbourne.com. Premier, it's time your government stop failing the kids. Istra Melbourne is a 3CR supporter.